0: Wessex LMC's supporting you and your practice. This is a recording of the Practice Manager webinar run on Wednesday the 7th of October.
1: Okay, hi everybody. Um, thank you for joining us. Um, thank you for still having hair and not tearing it all out um, and I'm amazed you're all still standing because we know we cannot believe how busy you all are and um Again, you know, can't say enough how brilliant you're all being with your flu clinics and everything else. And we know that um, you really are struggling with all sorts of stuff at the moment. Um, you know, I've just been on a call with one of the CCGs, and um, I think if I used the word, you know, reduce bureaucracy about 10 times, I must have used it 100 times. So hopefully the message will be getting through. Anyway, Let's give you a little bit of a roundup then about what's happening COVID-wise, because that's the big thing at the moment, obviously. Um, Prevalence of positive COVID-19 is actually increasing. um, And we are aware of a small number of practices in Wessex who've been affected. Um, Just to be clear, an outbreak is classed as two or more confirmed cases who are linked. So two people from the same practice or who have been in the same work area um, rather than, than a rise in incidence levels. So outbreak sounds very uh, big, but it actually is only two or more. So in view of this, we thought we ought to highlight the need for you to all. And I'm sorry, if this sounds I'm giving you work. I don't mean to do that. And you might well be well up to date with this, but just a a quick reminder to revisit your business continuity plans um, so that you know what to do and who to contact should a member of your staff or more than one member of your staff be tested positive. Now, be again, talking to some of the CCGs who are doing their own local processes, they should all be pretty similar and you'll be getting those. But just in the meantime, we just thought we'd give you a heads up. What we've found... Um, anecdotally, but also um, with data, is that we're becoming a little bit complacent in some areas. Now, staff, clinical staff and reception staff are wearing masks when they're seeing patients, when there's direct contact, when they're behind screens, et cetera, et cetera. But we're not being anywhere near as careful when it comes to social distancing for lunch breaks coffee breaks and that type of thing and actually what the data is showing is that is where the prevalence is starting to be picked up so it's a case of really saying you know your staff um are being absolutely brilliant and ppe's been worn correctly um when it's needed but it's actually being discarded at the wrong times so we we also know that there's been some problems with the track and trace where clinicians have been contacted. What they're saying to us is that you either need to pause the track and trace or switch it off when you're in full PPE and seeing patients um, directly face-to-face. Um, but you have to switch it back on when you're in a, any sort of social distancing um, position. For instance, if you are, you know, sharing a um a coffee room or something, even if you are socially distanced, your track and trace should be on just in case. So, um We've been having a look at some practices to see how they're managing this. Most of you are doing absolutely fantastically, and of course you are, because that's what you're used to. General practice always steps up to the mark. Um, but I have noticed in one or two practices, they're doing things like it, it tends to be larger practice where they're dividing their staff and gps and nurses into teams so there's a team of three here and a team of three there and they're the only ones that get together so that if one of them did happen to become covid positive it's only going to affect that little group it's not going to affect the whole of the surgery staff because we are aware that in a lot of areas you only need two or three people down and and you really are in trouble so that's why we're saying to you Have a look again at your PCNs. Have a look at your hot hubs. We think they're going to need to be revisited. Um, so your PCN needs to start talking about that, but also uh, you need to be looking at your business continuity plans to make sure that your, any buddy arrangements that you've made are in place and that you are talking to your buddies about, you know, how you can all work together should the need, need arise. You'll need to put in your business continuity plans about how you contact your local on-call CCG manager. Um, Most CCGs have already issued a a special phone number, particularly for out of hours. Um, You need to put that in your business continuity plans. Um, And also one of the big things that um, the CCG comms teams are saying to us is practices are putting notices on their website or in their practices and talking to the media and they're saying they're trying to keep the messages correct and consistent um, and they are there to help you with that. So don't feel alone, get in touch with the comms teams and they will help you to put the right messages out in the right way and they'll talk to the media for you as well to um, to save you that task. Um, Most of our CCG areas have got sort of local testing arrangements in place. You need to be aware of those and also to make sure that it's Fits with the national profile, so um, you know it's not everybody that's going to need testing. And the public health people and the local um, track and trace um, people will tell you what what the rules are. Um, we're being told you only need urgent testing if there's a direct impact on your practice's ability to actually provide your services. Um, so do check with the CCG, and they will let you know if if testing of many staff are required. I think over the weekend, um, a lot of testing was undertaken in two or three practices where there were um, known COVID positive cases, but it was almost as a sort of um, just in case, whereas it's probably not needed in as wide a, a situation as that. Um, finally, I just wanted to say to you about this, Um, Louise has a lunch and learn for staff. Um, It has the snappy title of Emergencies and Business Continuity. Um, And just yesterday, she killed herself to get it updated with some scenarios for what happens around COVID-19. We have decided that we are going to send you all that free of charge to work with your staff on an update on your business continuity plans the one thing to be really clear about is do make sure your business continuity plan is available to all your GPs and staff, wherever they happen to be. So either a link to your server or a hard copy somewhere, because who knows who's going to be affected and who's going to need to lead on the process of, you know, getting everything sorted. So just um, just a reminder, it's, you know, you as practice managers. You'll have a copy. You've probably got four copies, you know, one in each room at home and three in the practice. But you do need to make sure that your your staff are aware of the processes and what to do. OK, I'm sorry if that sounded a bit like a lecture. I do apologise. Um, but it's because, the, you know, the numbers are rising. We need to be ready. OK, I'm going to hand back to Louise now.
0: Thanks, Carol. Yeah, the Lunch and learns on the website. So it's it's as it was. There are six scenarios there already for what to do if somebody comes in with a heart attack, if there's a gas explosion, there's all sorts of things that you can think through as a group and as a team. And we've added a scenario with COVID now just to run through again what to do if somebody um, is test positive and what sort of things to think about. So hopefully that will be helpful for you. Um, Michelle, I think you're going to talk a little bit about flu now. Thank you.
2: OK, I think I'm doing flu and also the appointment data. So should I do those both at the same same time? Yeah, okay. You were
1: just run Inform as well, weren't you?
2: OK, I can do that one too. Um, <laughs> uh, so, flu, I'm not sure there's too much to update on, um, really, because actually I think we were waiting yesterday for the NHS England bulletin where we uh, had hoped there would be information around how you access the national supply that's been purchased that we have been told will be available during November. Um, Unfortunately, that hasn't um, been released, but we are aware that it's imminently due. So as soon as we know and we know it's available, we will get it out to practices, as I'm sure CCGs and public health will also. um, But we'll also share that with you. Now, there is a question, I think, um, in the Q&A section. So I could take this now. So this is basically um, a practice and probably most practices have run out of their ATIV supply because they've been vaccinating in their flu clinics and whether within the DES, it says that the QIVC or E can be used for these groups of patients if you've run out. Um, what we would suggest is before you do that, because ATIB is the best vaccine for the over 65s to have, would be that you need to check whether there's local supply. So other local practices, or also your pharmacies to see whether they can access it would be your first port of call. If that's not possible, then I think we're potentially going to have to wait until the national supply is com- coming down in November. We are aware that the biggest supply is the under 65 vaccine. However, they do have a small supply of the ATIV for the over 65s as well. So I, I think nationally there's got to be direction that practice can use the, a- the QIBC for the over 65s, because I think if you do it now, you won't be able to claim those. So I, I would hold off. That's
1: the argument last year, didn't we? And we, we argued and we argued. Um, but the public health people said until they say there is no more available to you, then you can't use it. So yeah, good advice.
2: If we get any more if we as I say, if we hear any more about the national supply or if there's any national directive that enables practices to give the other vaccine, we will we will get that out as soon as we know about it. I think that's all I had on flu. um, Talking about the appointment data. So I think some of you will be aware that um, NHS Digital released some information recently that identified um, the appointment uptake. I think it was during August. Actually, it went right back to March, but they were particularly focusing on the August data. And interestingly, in the title, they've called it experimental. So clearly there's work to do on it. Um, because there's quite a lot of data that's missing, particularly around e-consults. That seems to be quite a big gap. And also the CCAS information and any telephone consultations that might come through from your 111 service. So we are aware there's data missing and nationally that's also known. And we do know that there are a couple of local practices in our area that are working with NHS Digital to improve this data extract, which is really, really positive. What we would like to say is it is important that practices engage with this process and provide information um, really because there's lots of hospital data out there and we all know when hospitals are in black alert, etc. But what we don't know is the demand and the capacity in general practice. And this really will help when GPC start negotiations for this year, I assume, around contracts um, and it will help inform and have a meaningful conversation around uh, the, the negotiations for this year. So I think we're just encouraging you to, to participate in that. I think, if I remember, it's a contractual requirement, but, yeah. um, but uh, and there's work ongoing on that to make it a meaningful data collection, which is really critical. Carol, did you want to add anything with that? Or I think that was it, wasn't no, it?
1: not really. I mean, just to say, I know, I know um, there's been some suggestions that the appointment book is not actually the best place to extract the data from. Um, because when you've got something, you know, a hot hub triage or something like that, it doesn't always um, hit the appointment book, but it will hit the patient's uh, record. So I think some um, IT people are looking at, could it be extracted directly from the clinical system? Um, But will that break it down into the type of appointments? So there's a lot of work going on, but I would reiterate what you're saying, Michelle. This is our, our opportunity to actually compare the workload in general practice which we know is increasing um, and and give some meaningful data so yeah it is contractual but I think it's definitely worthwhile it's important yeah thank you
2: the only the last thing I wanted to talk about which was inform so you may have already uh, received notification of this the inform contact email and information has changed so you need to be aware of that and I I'm trying to I think it's as of now, I'm looking at Dawn, sorry, Dawn's our font knowledge on this, whether we could put up the new contact details in, our, in the chat bar so everybody can see it. But it's to be aware that the email address is changing and um, it's important that you're aware of that.
0: Thank you, Michelle. Um, yeah, Dawn, if you could put it uh, in the FAQs um, that afterwards, that would be really helpful. Thank you. Um, I think, and actually, just to say, if you could put any other any other questions you want to ask in the Q and A box rather than the chat box, that would be really helpful, everybody. Um, Michelle, there's just one flu question. Just while while we're talking about flu, if that's okay, Um, just we need to know how the distribution will work, and there's an anxiety about storing vaccines for fifty to sixty fours. And do we have any information about that at all at the moment?
2: I don't think we do. And you're absolutely right. Well, how many weeks away are we from November when we're having to start, when practices are going to have to start um, vaccinating? Um, that obviously, there's two options. There'll be a central supply, potentially, and I would assume it'd be ordered through Inform if that's the way they want to do it. Or it'll be that practices go direct to a supplier to buy them. We Unfortunately, we don't know at this stage, which is what I think the information is imminent. but I
1: think think. Possibly the reason it's been held up is as you've all said, you know, you're already running out of vaccine for the cohort for the normal cohorts. I will personally I I will be very surprised if we get to do all the fifty to sixty-fours. I don't think there's going to be enough vaccine. I mean, we know there's another seven point nine million sitting somewhere. Um and um We know that the regional uh, flu teams are saying that, yes, there's enough, but I'm not sure that they've based it on the 75% target rather than last year's 55%. So I'm a little sceptical and I think that's possibly why. I suspect it will be a drawdown. Um, I suspect also it might be in sort of, um, you know, pro rata to list size because they're not going to want everybody ordering everything they need all in one go that's that's my imagine because of of previous experience but hey who knows who knows that's the logical and common sense way of
2: doing (laughs) well that's the first time anybody's accused me of that (laughs) I suppose the only other thing just to mention there is a useful uh, leaflet that has been produced by Public Health England which is about why am I having to wait for my vaccine so in the FAQ, we'll pop that in there, too. I think it's gone out from both public health teams that we deal with, but it's useful. It's to not that aware. kind, though, of, is it? <laughs> Have you read it's it? Not. It's something that at least you can give something to give them, to, to yeah. a patient.
0: Um, just, Michelle, on the appointment data, there's just been one comment. We're going to add an admin list alongside the appointment list per clinician to record this kind of data If people are going to do that kind of thing, is there a template they can follow? So at least we're being a sort of a coordinated approach for what exactly you're recording and make sure it's really useful.
2: Good question. Um, I'm not sure I know the answer to that. I mean, it may be something we could ask one of the local practices who are involved in the um, national pilot and actually the driving this with NHS Digital. We could ask that question because you're right. A template of how it's set up would be really helpful. So it captures it.
1: I did see a list from NHSD about um the different type of appointment that they wanted recording. Um it wasn't massively extensive, you know, because obviously there's telephone, there's video, there's this, there's this, there's this. Um but I think NHSD might have something. We'll have we'll have a look. Uh, I think right.
2: Yeah, and I think there is something due to come out, if I remember. So the practice that's participating it said on another webinar that there is guidance shortly being released so hopefully that won't be too long
0: that would be helpful lisa i think we were going to have a look at privacy statements i think you were going to talk about um privacy policies yes that was
2: just a really quick one to let everybody know that um we've updated um the privacy policy for covid on the website that's some information that lmc law sent through to us and that really just reflects the extension of the copi regulations to the end of march 2021 so we just recommend people could just do a cut and paste job and update their own privacy notices if they haven't already done so
0: thank you lisa um can i just add a couple of bits um that we were going to talk about just to say that we've had some feedback from some of our practice managers supporters, to say receptionist admin secretaries are all feeling really feeling Life is very tough for them also at the moment. So we're gonna start running a webinar for them. Um, and obviously you are very welcome to join them or their team leaders are very welcome to join them, but it's specifically aimed for receptionist administrators, and secretaries. And the first one's gonna be on Friday the 16th of October from one till two, we will record it. Um, but we're hoping maybe people can sit down Socially distance and watch together um, or watch it later. And, and this will just be a help to know that they're not the teams aren't isolated, everybody's feeling the same. And we'll have um, Lucy Hadley from the development people who spoke at our practice manager conference and has run the very successful frontline programme with receptionists and um, speaking alongside us. So hopefully that will be very useful for them. If that works well, we will do that um, over the coming months. Similarly, we're going to run a practice manager webinar. is isn't like this it isn't going to be just information imparting it'll be sharing looking at some sort of top tips that might be able to help you we're talking about sort of sharing challenges and finding solutions so we're going to be running that on Monday the 19th of October between three and four again being recorded Um, and just we're just trying to help Um, and if that helps some of you then that's absolutely fantastic so we're just going to run those out hopefully they'll be good um, and helpful for you and let us know Um, that was I just wanted to put that in there at that moment carol did you want there are a couple more questions um should we go back to the questions so um back to you michelle for flu 50 64 vaccines if we have to request via inform can the MNC push that we're able to pull down in meaningful numbers to operate covid safe via drive-through walk-through as flu is only in smaller batches and isn't isn't helpful for being able to operate in this way
2: yeah definitely and we're part of all the flu meetings that take place locally and regionally and nationally. So, yes, we'll definitely push for that.
0: Okay. Um, There are no more questions. Um, Carol, did
1: you want to add anything? Uh, Yeah, a couple of things I wanted to just mention. I I think um, some people uh, pretty well heard what they might have wanted to hear rather than what was actually said in one of our webinars from Chris Casarineni from the GPC. we are pushing so hard for you guys to get the 20k if you become a business partner um the gpc is pushing it very hard it is part of the negotiations but guys it's not going to come in until next april if at all um the the department are pushing back and saying this was meant for clinicians but it just doesn't seem fair that you know That that paramedics and nurses and clinical pharmacists and everybody can be a partner and get the 20k, and you can't. So we are, you know, we are aware of your pain. We are aware that this was um, wrong. Um, The GPC actually thought they'd negotiated it in for. For the actual start of this and they were very surprised when NHS England said no it was only for clinicians so they're pushing very hard so but please you know if you're, if you're thinking about being a partner you might want to just hang on a bit just in case that, that it comes through um, for next April and the, the other thing I wanted to say and this is going to be a little bit probably the CCGs won't like me saying this but what can I say um those of you who are using eConsult and things like that, um, we are hearing, and I'm sure it's true for all of you, that you are coming in on a Monday morning in particular um, to hordes and hordes of requests for either triage or fo- phone call back or prescriptions or whatever, whatever. Um, this is not part of your contract to do work that's been generated in the out-of-hours um, part of the day uh, or at weekends. So we have been talking to eConsult and a couple of our local doctors who are really good at IT have found a way that you can actually pause it, switch it off. So if you want to switch it off at 6.30 at night and not put it back on again till eight o'clock the following morning, you can do that. If you want to switch off for weekends so patients can't bombard you on a Monday morning, um, then you are entitled to do that. It's not contractual for you to keep it on 24-7. It just might help when um, <laughs> we'll take the flack for telling you it, okay? No problem.
0: There's been a positive response to that already, Carol. Um, so that is great. Um, okay, I just want to let you know that we've got a news webinar coming next week. So that's the one that Nigel runs, that's on Tuesday the 13th. Wednesday the 21st is our next practice manager um, webinar. And the annual conference on the 5th of November, I think the agenda came out um, in um, one of Nigel's newsletters recently and it's now on the website, so do look up for that. Um, I'm just getting a few queries in now. How do we switch off um, eConsult, Carol?
2: Oh, Michelle. <laughs> who was it? Who told us it, it's, on. it's on the list server? We'll find it and we'll pop it in the FAQs, I think. Okay, thank you. Do you know, I knew I knew when I said it. I thought, oh, i can't remember. I mean, at,
1: uh, originally you had to go back to source to e-consult itself and 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 ask for it. But I think we've I think somebody found a way to do it locally. So yeah, we'll we'll
0: we'll find it and let you know and also michelle the font of all knowledge um can we ask econsult to put a message on there that says we'll deal with queries with with queries within 48 working hours to try and help or any sort of message that somebody might want to put back is is that a possibility
2: i have heard practices well that 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 is their standard that they're going to reply in 48 hours how they communicate that i'm not 100% sure there must be somewhere that says that that says that states that i don't know how but we could try and find out i'm sure
0: yeah, we'll try and find that out because it sounds like that's going to be a, the sort of tip that everybody's going to
2: want it, to do. So, it um, feels to I, me that it shouldn't go in an FAQ. This feels to me this is a web page that we probably need to create because it might be difficult to um, find it on the FAQ bit. So we'll we'll have a look at the e-consult stuff and we'll we'll, we'll pop it on our website.
0: Okay. Um, so the comment back, we've put it on our website, but e-consult won't or can't do it. So mm-hmm. I don't know whether that's the an issue and somebody's yeah, just, said, just
1: refusing because they were doing it but i think they've had too many requests now
0: okay so you apparently can set the respond by settings for your site but maybe that's something how they're not able to do now or maybe they can oh, we'll we try should. and find they out moved and we'll try and find out more yeah okay lovely um, and are we involved are the lmc involved in any conversations about aQRx at the moment
1: yes we are we are talking to all the ccgs um, because we believe that that this, you know, is we we're not having a charge to practices. Most of the CCGs, I think, are fairly positive about continuing it. Um, although they want to go out, I think, um, just to check that that is what everybody wants rather than a different system. Um, AcuRx, I think, was you know because it was free, it really came to the fore. Um, at the beginning of the COVID lockdown it was a very clever piece of marketing I think Um, but I think a lot of people got used to it and want to keep it and those
0: are the conversations we're having with CCG so yeah fully fully aware of that. Okay lovely and we've been informed by the CCG that we can bid for 66% funding for improvements to ensure we're COVID secure, new flooring screens etc however the decisions process within the CCG seems very slow. We need slick decision-making during this time. Can you help speed up the process, please?
1: Absolutely. Um, If you want to email Office or myself um, with that, just to remind me who who you are, and then we can talk um, to to your CCG about getting
0: that decision-making process better. Lovely. Thank you, Carol. Um, Another just e-consult. Question Econ sort of told us they are unable to switch it off out of hours, so I'd be very grateful if we can just absolutely clarify that, which we will do. And um,
2: I think they were saying that to begin with, but like Carol has said, there's been so many requests for it, I think they've had no choice to to sort it. Okay,
0: lovely. Just heard,
2: um, I know a couple of CCGs are looking at how they can support practices in terms of how they can support some of that activity, so I think a couple are quite sympathetic as well. So,
0: watch the space on that one um if, is there anything else anybody else wants to ask so oh, there's one thing let's oh, go on count
1: sorry there is one thing um um we took part recently um in a pcSE webinar um where they shared their screens and showed us all of the new stuff around pensions type 2 certificates solo forms uh GP payments and various other things I have to say that that's <laughs> If it works properly, it was very impressive. Dawn, I think you saw it as well, didn't you? It was very impressive and amazing. Um, And actually, we had a lot of faith, I think, in the presenters, didn't we? They absolutely seemed to know what they were talking about. So there's a few tweaks still going on in it, because I know originally they were going to roll it out on the 28th of September. We have not got a date yet, um, because they want to make it absolutely 100%. And it can be done um, by individual GPs on some of it. You can also get access um, across for all of your GPs, um, your partners, your salaries, everybody. Um, so we 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 did a lot of Q and A's didn't we Dawn and made sure that we got all the answers. I think we were the worst weren't we with our number of questions. But um, yeah, it was very impressive. They are going to do a similar webinar for yourselves but they wanted some feedback from smaller groups just to check it out. And like I say, there was some, there were things that we said, well, no, you you need to be able to carry that across. You need to do this and stuff. So they're making the tweaks and then they will be out to you um, for you to have a look at it and make your comments as well, which you probably far more questions than than we asked. But but yeah, fingers crossed, it's actually looking quite good. So it should make life much easier sometime within the next few months, whenever
2: it comes out. I think it might also be worth just mentioning PCN payments. We know that that's one area that's been excluded and has actually transferred to the new system. And I think there's been some confusion this month for CCGs as to who's paying what. So you might have double payments or you might not have any at all. So if you've got any issues, you must go, go to your CCG and tell them, that you've got missing payments or duplicates but they may have already communicated that with you
0: thank you very much everybody very nice to see you all thank you lisa michelle dawn helene carol and chiselle behind the scenes and, and we will see, see you all in a couple of weeks time thanks very much bye-bye wessex lmc's supporting you and your practice